0: Well here we go with another Brother Z and Friends.
1: Welcome all our listeners to another edition of Brother Z and Friends. We bring you tippets from the Bible, entertaining gospel music, we interview personalities, gospel singers. Writers, don't touch that dial and you will be blessed by the end of it all. The music that we play complement the topic that we may be discussing at any given time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to say something nice (laughs) to
1: me right now. Well, everything has to be nice because it's a blessed day, Mm -hmm. a blessed guest Uh that Pastor Linda has brought to us. Uh And I'm anxious to just sit back, relax. And take it all in, take all the
2: food in. All right. Amen.
0: So
1: Pastor, how are
0: we how are we doing?
2: We be, we be good. Yeah,
0: we be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been catching up on you guys having fun on this prior line. Yeah. And uh I know God's being good to you all, yeah. Yes. All right. So um we have a guest, and in a little while, uh, Pastor Linda is going to take over and talk to us about our guest.
2: Yes, it's a pleasure. I am so pleased and so honored to be able to introduce to you today Apostle Moses Ugo Alaka. He is the son of Bishop Dr. Godfrey and Prophetess Victoria Alaka. He's a graduate of biochemistry from Abia State University in Nigeria. He is the senior pastor of TRAC International Church, Port Harcourt, Nigeria. He's married to the lovely Pastor Blessing Alaka, and they are blessed with five wonderful children. Apostle Moses began his preaching ministry from the age of seven under the strict supervision of his father and mother who are some of the strongest prophetic voices alive in Nigeria and in the entire world. Apostle Moses is an international preacher who has traveled extensively. He's endowed with the healing gifts of the Holy Spirit and is a renowned teacher of the word of God. Many unprecedented miracles have been recorded throughout his ministerial life, and his ministry cuts across five continents. He's a highly talented gospel minister who has written over one hundred songs. And he is an author of two books, with one of his best-selling books being There Must Be Something in the Box. Apostle Moses is a well-trained digital economist who trades and invests in digital assets. He is also a businessman with deep knowledge of the real estate business in Nigeria. He has a very strong passion for the work of God and has raised thousands of people across the world who have the same passion to serve and work for God. Apostle Moses is a philanthropist who has sponsored over 50 children through schools and has helped many widows raise businesses and build houses. He's been helping suffering pastors to have a sense of hope while they serve God and has organized countless welfare programs in Nigeria in partnership with his mother's NGO and welfare organization soul winners foundation in nigeria and apostle moses is a board member and founder of anointed community initiative in africa a subsidiary of anointed community services international whose corporate office as you all know is here in the united states and once again we want to welcome apostle moses alaka from Nigeria. Welcome. Thank Welcome. you. Welcome. Thank
0: you so much. Okay. You started preaching at age seven under the strict supervision of your mother and father. Exactly. Um, well, well, listen, Jesus started his ministry at 12 years old. What kind of preaching can a seven-year-old <laughs> do? Um, talk to me.
3: <laughs> All right. You know, environment is the greatest influence to anybody. Uh-huh. My grandfather was a pastor. He pastored for 50 years. Okay. And while I was born, he named me in my local dialect enwere madu that is I have someone who has come to take over. Mm -hmm. to continue the lineage so three years later he died and my father being a pastor too and my mother a very strong prophetic voice Mm -hmm. they molded me and they said while i was a very little boy every time my fellow children would be playing i would just go carry the bible they observed me everything i loved was the bible Mm -hmm. and they began to train me in that line of my passion mm. and at the age of seven the Spirit of God was already moving mightily and mm. they began to take me around doing crusades and preaching the gospel every part of Nigeria where we went. So mm. I grew in that from that age.
0: Yeah. So, so when you, when you w- would go around with them
3: what would they have you do um, in these crusades, in the crusades, I'll be called up to preach and to pray. And Are you that, kidding me? I'm not kidding you. At that, age seven, it is by the Spirit. Okay, amen. Yes, hmm. By the Spirit of God. Wow.
0: Now, now it said that um, you were brought up under strict supervision. How strict was that supervision?
3: Very strict because particularly my mother, you know, mothers and uh, early morning prayers, Who mm-hmm. will get up as early, sometimes as early as 4 a.m., we'll pray. Mondays, we are in church. Tuesdays, we are in church. Wednesdays, we are in church. Thursdays, Fridays, Sundays, every day of the week, when we come back from school straight to church, And we lived inside the church premises, of course. So she made sure she gave us that direction, particularly right. me, because God had already told them the lineage of priesthood will be continued by this one. So okay. they paid strong attention and made sure I developed from childhood a very strong prayer life, because mm. that is the huh. hallmark or the That's foundation right. of a right. successful ministry. Right. You must have a very strong prayer life. That's yeah. Right. So so
0: your whole life was engulfed with God from from that age, Exactly. Mm. Were you able to... I'm just trying to get a little picture here because I, I just can imagine you as a young man in in, in your village or wherever you are were you allowed to go play with other kids
3: of course did you play church with them as well And of course yeah of course so you have them as your practice yes kind of exactly thank you because children talk to children (laughs) adults talk to adults you know this yes I grew up so fast you know the spirit of God helping me Uh speaking some words that sometimes they say are beyond my age I tell them it's by the spirit I'd sometimes I don't even know was going on Mm -hmm. but i knew the spirit was moving me to do many mighty things so yeah a lot of my mates then also gave their lives to jesus at a young age when they hear me they want to imitate me and from that imitation you could see them Mm -hmm. developing in the spirit Mm -hmm.
1: privacy and friends is a unique thought provoking program that brings our listeners closer to the understanding of the Word of God. We focus on things that are straight from the Bible that may need clarification to
2: others. We make it as simple as possible. So Anointed Community Services International, we're a nonprofit 501c3 organization, and we educate and empower the disadvantaged women, youth, veterans, and seniors in South Lake County. We're currently managing the Elise Tomlin Community Center in Groveland, Florida, and offering free programs for youth, women, and seniors. We're offering a after-school tutoring program, a summer activities program, a women's network, uh, that brings women together to educate and empower them to be self-sufficient, and also a Meals on Wheels program that delivers food for veterans and seniors in the community. Many are receiving help applying for food stamp, Medicaid, getting legal document assistance, and even starting a business. We're we'll soon be in a new Elise Tomlin Empowerment Center that will have a business incubator where small businesses will be able. Able to start off with a low overhead and get free services by our staff. We believe in empowering and transforming communities. And we can be reached by calling 352 404 7898. Again, that's 352 404 7898. Or you can visit us online at www.anointedc.com. S that's C is in cat, S is in sam.org dot Anointed cs.org Brother Z and Friend, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Don't
1: have to
4: worry. Never never be. If your heart is broken, everybody, what you gonna do? Just lift your hands and say, You don't have to worry. Eh? Come back tomorrow. Come you tomorrow. Come back tomorrow. Come back tomorrow. Joy comes in the morning Joy comes in the morning Trouble never lasts, Ever wipe your tears away And if your heart is broken, need your heart broken. Come, on. come on. What you gonna do? Just lift your hands and say, Sing I know. Everybody say.
0: Um um something I could help picking this out from your bio. You must be a blessed man. You married to a, a lady by the name of Blessing.
4: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> tell her tell, tell us about her.
3: Yes, my wife at the age of um Um I was about twenty years old when mm. God showed me a dream mm. and spoke to me clearly that this is the lady you are going to serve me with. I wasn't thinking anything about that. I just graduated from high school then, Hmm. and God came to me. I took the keyboard and began to play to distract myself from such words because that's not what I wanted to hear at that time. And the voice kept coming, and I slept and had a dream where we went for a program together. Hmm. Then I went to my mom and told her, please, this is the dream I had. This is the voice I'm hearing. I'm not uh, bothered about anything marriage at this moment. She laughed and told me that God had told her, before <laughs> that this is the lady that would serve God with me but she kept it to herself mm. and she instructed me guided me go through school have it in mind and mm-hmm. when you come mm-hmm. out from school and I thank God because it helped me to stay focused in school okay and never got distracted because of the opposite gender mm-hmm. and the moment I graduated from school about three years later i got married and since then this is 15 years Mm. we've been serving god we've not had any issue we've not had any case to report to anybody any matter whatsoever it's been perfect we Mm. titled our marriage perfect march And God has really blessed me, like you said. Right. Thank God for Pastor. blessing. So God told
0: you, Mm. this is the woman who will serve with you. Exactly.
3: That's a great statement. Yes. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about TRAC. TRAC is uh, the Redeemed Apostolic Church. Mm. That's the full meaning. It's a church that was founded by my father in
0: 1997.
3: Okay. And... Having grown up under him, he fixed me in in mm. at various departments, precisely the prayer team, the music mm. and uh, ushering everything ministry. I was just like the church boy. Oh, okay. So he will invite me to the minister's meeting. You know, those days I will sit around with the big pastors and all okay. that, take okay. me around whenever they had bishops meetings and all that. I always followed him carrying his bag. So mm. he founded the church in 1997 and I served while well in school. I will return home, serve, and after that, he, when I graduated, he ordained me mm-hmm. and then sent me to another state in Nigeria called River State okay. in okay. the city of Port Harcourt. And I've served since 2005 mm-hmm. till this day.
2: Tell us about your healing
3: ministry. All right. Um, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Bible talks about the Spirit of God giving diverse gifts to his people for the work of the ministry Mm -hmm. and it's important that you have a mentor while i was growing my parents observed that whenever i preached and touched people or prayed about healing it happened Mm. and continued to happen so i was drilled in that to be conscious of this this is the manifestation that is very common whenever you minister Mm -hmm. so i grew with that consciousness and every time i minister I pray for the sick and tremendous miracles of healing do occur. And Mm -hmm. that, as time went by, led me to having this program I do once every year, titled One Night with Rafa. Mm -hmm. Rafa means our healer, Mm -hmm. and uh, exactly in, in about 50 days' time, we will be having the one for this year in Nigeria, mm-hmm. in the headquarters where my parents are pastoring. Okay. So, tremendous miracles, like I've said about healing, have been recorded. If I can say one, I was very young. When I returned from school one day, I was still carrying my backpack at my bag back, and one of our pastors then was brought to the church and he was um kind of paralyzed. He had a partial stroke, mm-hmm. and I just looked at him and said, what is going on? And I touched him instantly. He was healed. I didn't Mm -hmm. even pray. I said, what is going on? I touched him and he stood up and that um, issue disappeared. And that's just one out of many of the things God has done in terms of healing. So ever since I was very young, that healing ministry has been manifesting okay. till this day. And mm. that's why we have One Night with Rafa every year mm. where we have thousands of people gather and God manifests. He, in fact, in one of the uh, Rafa night programs we had years ago, surgery the angel of the lord performed the life surgery in the church while prayer was going on a life surgery life surgery a man was uh, he had a very bad growth protruding from his nostril uh-huh. and doctors have called had called him to come for surgery he was afraid and while in that program was always bleeding through his nostrils as i prayed that growth fell out wow and that was the end of that affliction till Mm -hmm. this day Mm -hmm. in strange manifestations of the healing power of god so i had no choice than to soak myself in prayer and in that gifting traveling around the world and god has been faithful
1: oh my
2: goodness praise god
1: i'm i'm
3: struck dumb it's amazing the
1: things that i'm hearing and taken in and I so pastor where, where
3: do you get your inspiration <laughs> for for singing or for, for writing yes i started in 1999 and uh, one morning we finished prayers all night prayers on friday night then saturday mm-hmm. the early morning in my dream mm-hmm. songs were you know coming and i was singing in the dream and as i woke up i began to write them down a okay. lot of songs that's mm. how that was how it began though i had started at the age of nine to be in the senior choir and when they went for singing competitions i was you know put out as the conductor i started playing the keyboard at that age as well so but until 1999 I now had this inspiration wrote some songs since then I've had about 3 albums and I have written singles up to 100 um, in fact as I go back to Nigeria I should be going back to the studio to produce more songs so okay. so then you pass
1: your songs on to other singers or you do all You keep them
3: for yourself. I lead my choir. All my songs are sung by my choir. Okay. Yeah, in the church. So, Mm -hmm. mostly, if we have four Sundays in a month, and the choir has to minister, three Sundays have to be my original songs.
1: Okay. And
3: and did you ever, or or do you
1: now, also accommodate worldly songs? No, I sing only gospel. Okay. Okay. Thank
2: you, Jesus. Thank
1: you. Only
0: gospel. Only gospel. We've just gone through, um, are going through a pandemic situation. How were you guys in Africa affected by this? I mean, here we had people hardly even want to go to the churches because they are so afraid to... To come into the church. I mean, they will go to the markets and the malls and work, but when they come to coming to church, somehow it seems so, uh, they're afraid. Um, How how did you all fear in the pandemic time?
3: Yeah, at the beginning, it wasn't that serious. People were still coming to church, Mm -hmm. and at a stage, we had to split the attendance; few people will come and mm-hmm. go. The next few people will come and go, spreading the seats in the hall. And mm-hmm. as time proceeded, there was a total lockdown. So mm-hmm. we had to go online. And then we were holding some online meetings from time to time, keeping faith with ourselves, sharpening ourselves until the wind passed over. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay so t- I, we understand that you're the author of two books tell us about your book that's titled there must be something in
3: the box wow that's <laughs> yeah i'm going i'm <laughs> kind of curious about that one too <laughs> yeah. okay when god told moses to make the ark of covenant mm-hmm. and then put in the holy of holies three things were there the rod of aaron that boarded the manna plate and the table of the covenant you know so that strictly signified the presence of god because they the rod bodded in god's presence overnight that was god's presence manna came from heaven from god's presence and the the ten commandments were written by god himself in god's presence so all those things signify the presence of god in a box and all the descriptions god gave moses was the glory of God. Mm-hmm. So Hallelujah. so God instructed Moses to put that. That became a kind of physical symbol of God's presence. Wherever the box, mm-hmm. the ark okay. was brought, okay. it became a symbol that God has arrived.
4: Mm-hmm. All
3: right. So now, why I caption this book, there must be something in that box. You remember when Israel went to fight with the Philistines, the first day they killed six thousand people, mm-hmm. you know, during the time of Eli. And the next time they went with thirty thousand people were killed mm-hmm. and they went with the Ark of Covenant and the Ark of Covenant was carried by the Philistines mm-hmm. and Eli died, Ichabod was born, Phinehas' wife died. A lot of things happened that they They captured the Ark of Covenant, but the glory of God for the sake of God's name followed the Ark and the Philistines and their God, Dagon, had a (laughs) lot of challenge. Mm. Dagon was broken in pieces (laughs) and they put it by the side of the farms. Every crop died, people were dying, and one time it was retrieved. And kept in Baal of Judah in the house of a priest called Abinadab. Mm-hmm. Now, when David came to the throne, it was time to go and return the ark of God. And now, here's the story David, the Bible said, mobilized 30,000 men okay. to go and carry a box that is just like three <laughs> feet by three feet size, so mm-hmm. a very little box that a schoolboy can lift. Right. How do you mobilize 30,000 men to go and lift a little box? And, you know, to mobilize such men, you must provide food for uh, Mm -hmm. morning, afternoon, and night. And that's a lot of money to feed men. And the Bible said that he gave them instruments. All of them had instruments of timber, of of cymbal, and so on. That's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And they brought a new cart and put the the ark on it. That's a lot of money. And they matched that. So, I was asking what kind of box will you spend so much money mobilize thirty thousand men Mm. to just go and carry Mm. there must be something in that box and (laughs) and at the end of the whole story we found out that the glory of god was in that box yes yes
4: my confidence is in you is in you I put my trust in you, trust in you, Jesus I'm not alone, you're with me, you're with me, cause one with you is majority, I, my confidence, I put my trust in you, Jesus I'm not alone, with me, cause one with you is majority, I'm not alone
1: Z and friends. B R O T H E R A N D F R I E N D S. It's available for your listening at your convenience. Just Google the name. Email Brother Z 77 at gmail.com.
0: The phone 407 Six,
2: six, eight, four, eight, two, four. Praise ah. God. And I believe in that book, it goes on to tell us that we being the glory of God and his presence lives yes. in us. Yes, Glory to God. So if you don't have that book, we're going to put a plug in yeah. <laughs> that you try and get that book. Mm. Um, amen.
3: Where where is the book distributed right now now we have physical copies for now we've not put it but she had said she's going to put it on amazon as soon as possible okay yes okay so it's not out there yet so yes. it's coming there must be something in that exactly in that box now
2: he does have uh copies in africa so mm-hmm. We can request on his next visit that Mm -hmm. uh, he possibly bring some extra copies and Mm -hmm. maybe even we can grab some at Anointed Community Services and have them available for those who Mm -hmm. want. But in the meantime, we will be uh, putting that up on Mm -hmm. Amazon within the next few months.
1: Very good. And Pastor Linda, your book is going, while his book is coming our way, your book will be going
2: their way. It already has. He All has right. one in his possession now. Okay. He's been reading it for the last couple of days. And we Very pray good. that it's been a blessing. <laughs>
1: Very
0: good. Apostle, please. Um, how do you combine business and the gospel? I mean, it says here you traveled the world extensively. I just wondered if it's business you travel for
3: as it's as purely the gospel. Or how do you balance the two? Yeah, when I travel specifically, it's for the gospel. Okay, my business is in Africa, in Nigeria, mm-hmm. and I have people capable hands that run these businesses. Okay, so I have nothing to worry about.
2: So, Apostle Moses, your bio also described you as a philanthropist. Tell us about that work.
3: Yes, my my mom has an NGO in Nigeria. I too do. I, of course, at the point in America here. I have an organization a 501 c3 organization and then we are affiliated with uh, anointed community services here we also have an anointed community initiative registered in nigeria mm-hmm. which are all philanthropic uh, organizations that help the people the youth the women the elderly the widows and those who are sick so what we do is each time we set out to do a program we bring doctors First of all, because when we pray spiritually for God to heal people, the ones we should do physically and medically, we have to do so. Okay. Yes, because there are things that you don't just pray about. You give medication. Mm -hmm. That is wisdom. So when we want to do these things, we bring doctors and get medications. They will come run medical checkup on people who gather. We used to have a lot of people each time the announcement goes out. And the doctors, the nurses, after running checks on people who are sick, eye, eye checks and um, especially in Africa will have um, malaria, parasites, stabbing people and typhoid. Mm. So they do a lot of tests. At the end of the day, probably from morning till afternoon, the tests would have been done. And then the doctors will start giving prescriptions and people take these medications and recover some receive eyeglasses anointed community services has come to nigeria precisely many times i think i can cut up to five six Mm -hmm. times they've come Mm
4: -hmm. you know
3: and helped us with a lot Mm -hmm. of things with clothings with medications with eyeglasses with uh um, electronic gadgets organized bible quiz among the youth and training on it and uh, publishing and stuff like that Hmm. so these Hmm. children they read the bible and answer questions and whoever Hmm. wins gets um a computer Mm. And phone and stuff like that to help them in their studies and all that, so that's on that one. Then, education scholarships I've given education scholarships to a lot of children, mm. and in fact, some of them had even lived in my house okay. and graduated from university from my house. Wow, and we in Aba, Abia State, where my parents are, they have built my mom particularly using uh, through the um, soul winners foundation which she has houses for widows mm-hmm, mm-hmm. widows who didn't have a place to live she right. had built a house for them and we partner to make these things happen mm-hmm. and children whose parents can't take care of in school they are in our church school at the mm-hmm. headquarters we have a school most of them are there on scholarships right studying yes mm. wow that's
0: That sounds like a, a very big work to me here. In your job over there, um, you actually supervise or do you participate
3: in some of the work as well? We participate. I participate particip- fully, yes. Mm-hmm. I participate fully. Mm-hmm. We have a team, a very strong team, both in the state where I pastor and in the state where my parents are. Mm-hmm. So we work in synergy and do this we do in river state we do in Ab- in abia state
0: okay D- yeah.
3: tell us about your welfare program my welfare program mm-hmm. okay that is currently running now we currently have some children on scholarship through okay. school mm-hmm. yes that we 100 take care of their school fees mm-hmm. through university levels
1: mm-hmm.
3: yes and then every december and april during easter and christmas We have the widows come and take food. A lot of food is being distributed among the widows and those who we know genuinely are struggling to feed their families. Okay. Where where, where does the food come from? The food, we donate money. Okay. Yeah, we donate money. I bring money, my mom brings money, Mm -hmm. and we ask for support, anybody who has anything he can help us with. Mm -hmm. And we raise some funds and go to the market, get food, and it's for now basically within.
1: Hmm.
0: Um. Mm. B- b- something up,
1: up. I don't know. I'm, okay. I'm just. Want, I would like him to share with me the name of his energy drink. <laughs> <for a> man, <laughs> who is doing?
3: You must be in very excellent health. The Holy Spirit is my energy drink. <laughs> All right, <laughs> okay.
0: It says here that you you help suffering pastors. Exactly. Um, tell us about these uh, suffering pastors and what kind of
3: help you have to administer to them. For example, one pastor had his wife put to bed in the hospital and he was running around to raise money for the hospital bill so they can discharge the wife who had put to bed successfully, but he couldn't. And they had to bring the wife down from the bed to the floor with the baby, Oh, the hospital. Okay.
0: I think we didn't get that. Okay, I th- I, Before you go on, I wanted to re- repeat that again for me. You had, the pastor had his wife
3: in the hospital. Yes, she put to bed. That is, she gave birth to a baby. Oh, she gave birth. Okay. Yeah, that's, I that's how we say it in Nigeria. She okay. put to bed. She uh-huh. gave birth to a baby. Mm-hmm. And while he was running around to raise the hospital bill to discharge the wife, the time expired. And oh. the doctors in that hospital were unkind enough to put the woman down on the floor that she shouldn't be staying on the bed with the baby. Wow. And that was so disheartening. So when we heard that, we just had to rush in and clear the hospital bills and give him some more money to take care of his wife Ooh. and so many things of this nature. Mm. Many pastors in Nigeria are really struggling because of the situation in the country. Mm. But we are trusting God that it will be well. Mm. It will be well. So many pastors are in branches. They, they don't have enough membership, but they have a large family. Mm. They have three children, four children. They have to send them to school. They have to pay their rents and all that. So they will always keep calling. And the little we have, we keep sending to keep them encouraged. Some are tempted to quit from the call because it is difficult. So secondly, we teach businesses to these pastors on how they can make side uh, income. Mm -hmm. rather than just depending on what the church brings because it's difficult these days to do ministry Mm -hmm. without having a business that is supporting the ministry. So we teach them like I am a digital trainer and a digital trader I trade in different things like the forex and the synthetic indices, this is the crypto market i am an expert in those things so we teach okay. we teach them these things you can be doing these things by the side to generate funds Sometimes. i'm also my mom is a great farmer my father is a real estate man so i picked the two one my mom from farming my dad real estate so i combine okay. all these things mm-hmm. yeah so we teach them also the little things about farming in nigeria mm-hmm that you can be doing to be getting little money for yourself. Okay. Apart from just giving them money all the time, we teach them also how to catch the fish. Mm -hmm. The hospital situation. So
0: she went to the hospital, she had her baby. So for her to be discharged from the hospital, she has to pay a bill. Yes, you have to pay a bill. And, And what sort of, I mean, what sort of money are we talking about there? Okay,
3: for example... Um, safe delivery in the city where I live Mm -hmm. could cost as much as 200,000 Nigerian Naira, 300,000 Nigerian Naira, and that's about 400, 500 dollars. Okay. So, until you pay all, Mm -hmm. you won't be let to go, or allowed to go. Right. Yeah. But some people would say
0: Nigeria is a rich country because they're Mm -hmm. an oil producing country. Um haven't they kind of come up with
3: anything to help these suffering people? The government has always been the problem. Leadership. The problem of Nigeria is not in the blessing in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Nigeria is blessed one of the most blessed countries on earth. Mm. We have oil. We have gold. We have solid minerals like rhodium, californium, uranium. We mm-hmm. have coal. We have clay that can be refined to gold. Wow. In fact, China comes to pick these things and go to China, refine them. Mm-hmm. But the challenge is this the leadership is the problem. Okay. Yeah. You know about uh, challenges with. People believing that the money has to just circulate around a few set of people. Right, right. And that's why in the last election, people came out in mass and cast their votes, and they are still challenging the outcome of that election. We believe God that someday the right people will climb their leadership positions and Mm. help Nigeria.
2: We're going to have Apostle uh, Moses uh, give us a word. He's going to talk to us today about the second part of the oil. Okay. Amen.
3: All right. Father, we thank you as we continue in your presence. Give us your word by yourself. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And this morning, I just want to encourage somebody. Mm. I want to encourage somebody. Everybody's going through something in this life. Even the presidents, they're going through a lot. So Mm. I want to encourage somebody. No matter how big you become, how high you climb, you have something you're dealing with. So this morning, I just want to use this word to encourage someone, everyone out there who has one or two things that's biting hard on them, that God is still God. And uh, life is full of ups and downs, which are practically unavoidable. Mm. But life goes on. As they say about time, it doesn't stop for anybody. And in Christ, neither should we stop. The oil on every child of God attracts the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> and right. that's why yeah, Jesus yeah. said to his disciples, In this life you will have trouble, mm. but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So whatever you're going through, the rest assured that any moment your change and your glory will come. We want to let somebody know that God is intentional about getting you out of that wilderness experience. Mm. And I'll read uh, 1 Samuel chapter 16 and illustrate something and uh, see what God has for us today about the second part of the oil. That's the message. In 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse number 13, the Bible said Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of God came upon him from that day forward. And Samuel rose and went to Ramah. Read again in First Samuel chapter 17, verse 54. In verse 54, 1 Samuel 17, the Bible says, And David took the head of the Philistine, that's the head of Goliath, and brought it to Jerusalem. But he put his armor in his tent. Then we go to 18, verse number 7. In chapter 18, verse number 7, the Bible says, And the women answered one another as they played and said, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. And we read chapter 22, verse 1 and 2. David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave Adullam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down there with to him. And everyone who was in distress and everyone who was in debt and everyone that was discontented gathered themselves unto him. And he became a captain over them. And there were with him about 400 men. I know I had to read this chain of scriptures to encourage us. The moment the oil of Samuel touched the head of David, the Spirit of God came upon him. Now, this oil, I have described it as first part and second part of the oil. Mm -hmm. The first part of the oil is characterized by joy, elevation, boldness, victories, miracles, tangible evidence, popularity, And the praise of man and many other things. The moment the oil came, it began to work out many things in the life of David. He got out from the bush. He became a bold guy. He was invited to the palace. He became Saul's armor bearer. He began to play for the king. He sat on the table and began to chill out with the big boys. He was integrated into the royal protocol. Mm. David was no longer the bush boy. And while the first part of the oil was... Was still running, David found himself in the battlefield and heard the roaring of a giant. Every man was running, only the little boy stood. Boldness came because the first part of the oil was still running, things were happening, and before you know it, they took him to Saul, and he said, No, I won't wear the garment of Saul, I will go my way and do it my way. And he stood in the spirit of God and slew the giant in the evening the bible said that he carried the head of the giant mm-hmm. a big evidence in his hand mm-hmm. the first part of the oil was still running there was a mighty evidence of the oil walking mighty things miracles were happening the philistines were chased away And then in the next chapter, the women began to sing his praise and say Saul had killed 1,000. David has killed his 10,000. Everything was happening fine for David because Mm -hmm. the first part of the oil was running. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, as we press the fast-forward button, we come to chapter 22, the same David. The Bible said, David therefore departed and escaped. When you use the word escape, it suggests that life is in danger. The same man who men, women were praising, the same man who was enjoying great evidence, the same man who was so bold, the same man who was in the protocol of the king, now was found in the cave. A time will come in your life, and that's the beginning of the second part of the oil. It's still the oil. The oil hasn't dried. Mm -hmm. It's still the oil that the second page of the content of that oil will be opened and you see yourself on the run and you see everything nose diving and you see all your friends turn against you and you see the things that helped you now fight you. Mm -hmm. It comes in the life of every anointed child of Mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. You must expect that. You must know that that can come because I have a list of people in the scriptures that this happened exactly in this pattern in their lives Mm. so david as he ran for his life he was looking for his peace he was looking for his joy he was looking for his glory what has happened to me everything went so dark suddenly and the bible said 400 men came to him in that cave for him to be their help he hasn't helped himself and he still had 400 people to care about in the cave in the dungeon not in his house not in his palace not in sort of a resort or a place of comfort, not in Mahanem, but in the cave, in the bush. Men came. And what kind of men came there? The Bible said, men who we are in distress. Men who we are discontented, that is tired of life. Men who we are indebted, they owed everywhere. And they came to a man who was running for his life. Mm. What could David do? But the truth is this the oil on your head attracts the good, mm. the praises, it also attracts the bad and the ugly. If David had one problem and this man had three problems, 400 of them, that is 400 times 3, 1,200 problems. Plus his one problem all on him but David stayed still as time proceeded he endured the season of the second part of the oil which is the the season of bitterness which is characterized with fear insecurity, bitterness, temptation to quit. Some people get to this junction of the second part of the oil and they feel like I should quit now. God is no longer answering prayer. You are be clouded with the challenges of health situations and everything is failing, you are owing everybody, you are homeless, you are thrown out, <laughs> even by your closest friends, mm. people talk evil about you, and all kinds of things, they, they suddenly everywhere look so black, distress, indebtedness, discontentment, many, many, Answers prayers without an answer. You see people asking God why? God why? God why? Yet Mm. no answer. And challenges with their health. But one thing that is also characterized in the second part of the oil is what I captioned, divine training. Mm. During this process of your challenges, God is putting you through training. There are certain things you cannot do better until you go through this training. It may be tough, it may be hard, but the oil is still running. It just opened up the second part, which is the second part of training, which is not always easy. Now, in the case of David, as you travel forward the second Samuel chapter 23, the Bible said, these are the mighty men.
0: Jesus, we are now at the end zone, so please join us next time for more interview and uh, sermon from Apostle Moses. May God bless you. May He cause His face to shine upon you and give you peace. God bless you.